All right. So today on the podcast, we have Coach Ray Lee from Greenbrier East High School, and he shares a bunch of wisdom about all different types of things. And I know you will enjoy listening to him on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. I'm glad you um, accepted uh, to come on board with us, man. Yeah, Coach. Um, man, I, I'm glad to glad to be with y'all on the North South game. And yeah. Coach, uh, you know, welcome welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Uh, you know, this is I love having new guests on, and uh, you know, I'm excited to have you on tonight, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. It was, um, you know, exciting it, at first. It was kind of when I saw that. I want you to be on my podcast. I'm not a big, big uh, social media person, so this whole podcast thing is new to me. Uh, but I appreciate being here. Appreciate you um, having me on here. Yeah, Coach. Give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself before uh, before we kick this thing off. If you don't, if you don't mind. Um, I can you know start. I don't know how far back you want me to go. I got a little time here on on planet Earth. But um, because <laughs> as far as you want to go, this is a podcast. We don't have a time limit, so you just do what you want to do. I well, I, I I'm actually originally from South Florida, uh, Boynton Beach, Florida, uh, right there in Palm Beach County, uh, a little bit north of Miami. Uh, graduated from Lake Worth High School, and uh, and I know a lot of people always wonder how did I end up in West Virginia, but I ended up coming up here to college in West Virginia and um, wasn't the biggest person coming out of high school. So I ended up going the JUCO route and ended up at uh, Potomac State. Potomac State had a football team. So that's really telling you how long I've been here on earth. And um, and then ended up, you know, earning my way into um, West Virginia Wesleyan and, and, and graduated from Wesleyan and uh, you know, pretty much that's where I met my wife. And, and and after graduation, you know, we got married and went back to Florida. And actually, my first job out of, out of college, I was um, actually a state trooper down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida with the Highway Patrol. Uh, did that for about probably about three years or so. And, you know, and I, I always wanted to coach, had coaching in my blood and um you know, I had a great high school coach and he was a big influence on, on, it had a big impact on my life. So, you know, being in the coaching position, you know, you can kind of change, you know, kids ways. And, and, you know, some of the things I saw when I was on the highway patrol and I was just like, you know, I want to be in a position where, you know, working in a proactive manner as opposed to a reactive manner, if you can kind of get a hold to some of them before they get to that point. You know, maybe you can have something to say, have an influence. So ended up coaching at a school um, there in Palm Beach County, uh, Santa Luces High School. Um, and then everything, you know, coaching just kind of progressed from there. Um, I had a coaching stance there at Santa Luces. Then I ended up co coming back here to Wesleyan and uh, being an assistant coach at Wesleyan under uh, Coach Struble, which was a good time. Uh, great learning experience for me, man. And, and when I say uh, coaching under Coach Struble, uh, he was, you know, he was he was always wanting things done the right way. And there was only 
the only way to do things was the right way. And, and, and learning that as a young guy uh, coaching and how to build those relationships with players and all, that kind of helped me really see what the coaching avenue was all about. You know, and he, he um, trusted, you know, his coaches, his assistant coaches. He put a lot of trust in us, and, and I enjoyed, you know, the time there. Gave me a chance to work on my master's, and, and then after I left uh, Wesleyan, ended up going to Charlotte. And that's where I spent most of my career. And when I say career, it wasn't so much in coaching. I uh, went down there and I was head coach at Johnson C. Smith University uh, for about three years and then got out of coaching. Uh, yeah, and, you know, and that's a whole story in itself, but nothing bad, nothing great, just, you know, difference of philosophies and, and how we wanted to do things. So I got out of coaching and ended up in school administration. And and that's probably where I spent the majority, probably about 14, 15 years in school administration. And I missed it. So um, to the point where I was just like, ah, I got to get back to this. And and we ended up moving back here. Uh, here and I was a school administrator here, a principal in, in um, Monroe County, and then a principal here in Greenbrier County. And uh, when this job came open uh, here at Greenbrier East, I applied for it and ended up getting it. So, and time flies, man. When I say time flies, you know, I sit back now and think about it. This is my 10th year uh, here at Greenbrier East. And, and when I say time flies, it, it really flies by. So we ended up back here. So I've been here in West Virginia now probably about uh, 13, 14 years now, 15 years, somewhere around there. Um, and I must say this, I'm a, I'm a big family guy. Um, love my family. When I say love my family, I'm talking about my, my siblings, my wife, my own children, my grandchildren. Um, so, and I, and that's how I try to keep things in perspective. Um, and, and it's real simple for me. It's God, family, and football. And, and I, and I really, when I say my family is is so important to me, man. My wife, um, Sue, she she's like the, not and I say this and people think it's being corny, but but she's from here, um, graduated from here, Greenbrier East High School, um, and 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 now she's the principal next door at the middle school, um, and, and, and you know it's just a great great um, time and great place to be, um, you know especially living in South Florida. Um, and, and I, you know, and I, like I said, it may sound corny, man, but she's like the eye in my storm when things are going haywire, she can pretty much say something to me and I always tease people. I say, you know, you get a head rub and, you know, and when I say a head rub, as opposed to a head slap, you get a head rub, man, it kind of brings you back to, <laughs> back to earth. And, and, uh, you know, and I, when I say this, man, we've been married now. Uh, going on 37 years and well, 38 years, you probably would get mad at me, but it, it's, uh, it, it's been a, a great time with her. And, and, and when I say a great time, I couldn't ask for a better wife. Uh, got two daughters, grown daughters. Um, you know, one's 35, one's 30, 34 and, and, uh, you know, two grandkids, uh, got a granddaughter, man, that, you know, and I always tell my my children, they laugh about it. I say, you better be glad our grandkids didn't come first or y'all wouldn't be here because we we love our grandchildren to death. You know, Tyson and 
in uh, Sydney. So um, again, that's just me. And, 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 uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot of fluff when it comes to certain things, man. It's, it, it, and I keep things that simple as God, family and football and, and the relationships that you build with, with these young men in football. It seems like, um, you know, you just have sons that you never had. And, and, and even if you had a son, you still add more to your family tree. Yeah, no, no doubt, Coach. I, you've done such a, a good job at Greenbrier Reefs. That's where I, I know you from, uh, obviously, from being here in, in West Virginia. Talk a little bit about kind of how you built that that program, because I think you guys have been to the playoffs a number of times. You guys are very competitive year in and year out. Just um, give the listener a little some tips about you know how have you how how you have done that over the years. You, you know, I, I constantly say, you know, we talk about when people talk about the culture and and how to build a culture and, you know, and that's become a big buzzword. And I, and I, you know, just being frank, not to take anything away from anyone. Um, when we were in Charlotte and, and, and I'll say this, I never asked to be a principal, never, you know, I, <laughs> I kind of say this in a joking manner. Also on career day, I walked past that principal table, man, that, that was so far from, for me, if someone had told me that when I was coming out of college, oh, you'll be a, a middle school principal one day. Oh, you'll be a principal at a, a, a middle school. You'll be an assistant principal at a high school. I would have told them they were out of their mind. But um, when I got into it and, you know, people encouraged me to get into it. And again, I'll say my wife was was a big uh, part of that. Um, and, and, you know, telling me your, your personality is good for these kids. And on and on. I, I was just like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's not me. But once I started doing it and, and got into it, we started uh, the whole culture thing was done then. And we're talking. Um, and when I say the whole culture, that was a buzzword, you know, even then. And that was probably about, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe. Uh, when I started doing that 20, 21 years ago, and just to see when you started seeing it, why you had, why your culture was so important, your culture and your climate. And, and, and that's, that was like the thing that, that we focused on as administrators and, and my way of looking at culture, the culture is your behaviors your expectations and your habits mm. and and you come up with the set of standards so when you ask how we got it you know to that point here it, it's tough you're going to go through growing pains when you're trying to form that you're trying to form you know the behaviors that you want to see you're trying to uh in, instill the expectations uh that you want and and the habits so you don't have to say anything because they know that's what what's expected of them. And those growing pains through that um, is what gets you to the point of where now all of a sudden, you know, things are moving in the right direction. And, and that, and I'll say that was pretty much a um, how, when I say how simple, I just stuck with it within a small circle and, and, and wanting to see things done to get a, a winning tradition back here um, at Greenbrier and, and, you know, and I think, you know, not being from here, don't how, don't know how much that played into it, but 
it was basically a standard speech at every parent meeting. Um, we're going to play the best people. Uh, if you want to support our football program, great. But don't look for anything in return, any favors, if you decide to support it. If that's what you want to do, thanks, but no thanks. I mean, it was – it sounds like being uh, bold, but that was that was just how – I wanted to see things done. You know, we have to be uh, honest with people. And, and when I say have to be, we were honest with people. And I told them, I said, if you're the best player, you're going to play. I don't care what grade you're in. You're going to be a freshman. You beat out a senior, you play. I don't care how rich you were. I don't care how poor you were. I don't care what kind of car you drove. I don't, didn't care what um, business your parents had. Look, we're here to build some men. So they'll know what's, what to expect when they leave out of here. And, and we didn't give out anything. We didn't want, want to hand anybody anything. Everything was earned. And, and that was one of our slogans, earned, not given. And, and we just kind of live by that. Coach, that's awesome. I, I, was thinking about, I was thinking back to what some wise people have told me. And one of the things I think about when I think about dealing with, you know, parents or, or guardians is, you know, I'm fine fielding questions, but the conversation ends when you question the coaches. You know, right. Yeah, you know, that, that is over. The phone, the phone hangs up. The conversation ends. Um, yeah. you know, talk a little bit about like, what's your philosophy on? You know, let's say a parent has a question about X, Y, and Z. Like, how do you? What's your standard go to? How you you handle a a parent that maybe is frustrated about their kids playing time or um, <laughs> something with the program? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I laugh at that because we have this sign in our coach's office down there. And, and, and I'll say the sign was there behind a file cabinet or something. And, you know, and I was cleaning up and, and, and I pulled it out. And it pretty much says, uh, parents, as coaches, we will talk to you about anything except playing time. Oh, there you go, coach. I love and, it. And I hung that sign up, man. And it still hangs in our office right now. And and we'll tell them that. We'll talk to you about whatever you want to talk about, but playing time is not one of them. And uh, and I, you know, and, and we try to emphasize just that. And and when I say emphasize that, we tell them if your kid, or I shouldn't call them kids, your young man want to be on the field, this is what he has to do. We have an off-season program. And, you know, I came up with, like, this point system. Um, you know, in weightlifting, in the off-season, I'll say it, you get the majority of the points. You get so many points for, for straight A's. You get so many points for your attendance. You get so many points for uh, no referrals. And then you, there's a deduction piece to it also. So um, um, we we kind of follow that, and, and we tell them it's not up to us to put them on the field. It's up to them to earn their way on the field. And if they're doing the things that, that needs to take place. Uh, and of course, everybody wants their young person to be the best player and want them to be on the field. But that's, that's what life is all about. If you hadn't beat that person out in front of you, you didn't earn it. You, you're not going to play. And, 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 we try to, when I say try, we emphasize that so much how football is such a parallel with life. You know, you're competing all the time. You, you're going to compete for a position. 
you're going to lose. You're going to lose sometimes. You're going to win sometimes. You're going to get knocked down. What do you do when you get knocked down? Do you stay down? Do you get back up? I mean, we just try to make that so much like life and, 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 and teach that to them. So if, if you get the parent that's constantly coming, uh, wanting to know why he's not playing, you're being unfair to him, you don't like him. And, I, I, and that's one of my standard statements. It was one of my standard statements um, when I was a principal. You know, you get parents come in. You you just don't like my my son. I said, man, if you think I got something personal against your son, you really don't know me. And I say that to them still to this day, because he's not getting what he wants and what you want. That's not helping him by you being out here defending him when he hadn't earned anything. We're trying to make him a productive person once all of this is over, whether it's football, whether it's high school. uh, It's just being prepared to go into life. You're going to be told no. Matter of fact, me and one of my coaches were talking about this after weightlifting today. And and I think that's a big problem now. And when I say a big problem now, a lot of young people, you know, haven't been told no. And, and when they're told no, they don't know how to respond to it. And, and my daughter's right now, 34 and 35. I used to tell them no just for the, for the sake of telling them no to see how they were going to react. That's how you build character. You you constantly handing somebody something every time they want it. Oh, yeah, you can have it. Oh, yeah, you can have it. Then when they finally hit that roadblock where they can't get what they want, now how do you respond? So that's that's pretty much when you ask that question. I can go off on a tangent here, and I know you asked me how I dealt with parents and all, but that's basically how I dealt with them and, and telling them, you know, they have to earn their way onto the field, and it's up to them to earn that. Coach, I love it. I mean, pot, the, re, the one of the reasons I love doing a podcast is there's no time limit on this. I can ask any question. <laughs> you can respond as long as you want to respond, uh, which I think is is awesome. Coach, talk a little bit about – you know, your, your overall coaching philosophy, like X's nose wise. So what do you like offense, defense? Are you a riverboat gambler on special teams? Like what's your, what's your style on all those coach? You know, I like, I like offense. I, and when I say I like offense, but I I like offense, but I love defense. Um, And I know that sounds kind of weird because I coach offense here, but I love defense because being a defensive coach, um, and that's, you know, and that's where I was when I coached at Wesleyan, coached defense all through high school. And then, you know, learning, you know, the act when you say the X's and O's and I, you know, I always say this. And when it comes to X's and O's, the last man with the chalk in his hand is who's going to win. I'm pretty sure you've heard that before, all before, but being on offense now, it's just like playing chess, you know, Okay, they run this defense here. Now, what can we do here to go against them? Um, and 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 then to ask me, uh, you know, when 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 people ask, what's your what's your philosophy on offense? You know, one, at one point I was strictly all West Coast, you know, doing mm. the West the West Coast offense, and and um, after looking at it, I still like the West Coast offense. I'll say that but you have to have certain athletes. So my offensive philosophy is what I call 
a a uh, food pantry offense. Mm. And I know people <laughs> that's listening probably like, what's wrong with this guy? We're we're not in the area, and, and one of my coaches on the previous staff made it clear to me, uh, you know, coming out of Florida, being in North Carolina, and all of that. I mean, you're always loaded with athletes, man, coming out on in your in your football program, and and I say this not as a knock whatsoever to to where I am now. We got great, 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 great kids here, great players. But we're not a metropolis area where you're going to have, you know, four athletes competing at one position. And, you know, the frustration to come in and he grabbed me one day and he said, listen, let me tell you something. Greenberg County is sending you the best they got. The best thing for you to do is coach them up. And I've always had that. And that was probably about my second or third year here. And I've always kept that like a. When I say I always had that as a tool in, in in the back of my head when kids come out in the springtime, the wintertime, rather than our lifting program, we just look and see, all right, is this guy going to stick with us? And we encourage them to the very hilt of, of not quitting. Hey, just stick with this, man. Stick with it. You're going to see the improvement. And, and when you start seeing the improvement, man, that's going to make you – that player down the road. And we're always looking for those young guys that come into our program and how long they stick with it. And that, and that's how we pretty much built what we got going here. And, and, and when you say my philosophy, whatever's out there is just like going in the pantry. All right, we can put this guy right here. We can add him to this and we can stir this guy in here and we can put this guy over here. And then you can come up with something. And that, you know, in honest to goodness, um, to say that we're a West Coast offense and we come out in the West Coast offense every year, we're a spread RPO offense. I, I, I'm telling you, Coach, I can't tell you that. It's right, hard right, to say right. uh, what we're going to end up doing like now at this time of the year. Once we get mm-hmm. through – weightlifting, get through um, summer practice, and then we can start seeing development of our guys and who can do what, and then that's how we start developing what we want to do for the following year. Hmm. Coach, I think that's very wise. I I was talking to a coach years ago, and he said that uh, all high school coaches are at the mercy of their roster. So, you know, we – (laughs) <laughs> not, we, we can't go recruit a three technique or a running right. back or a quarterback or sign them to a contract. So we just have to take what we have every year and try to build something. I, I know at my place, Coach, our, our personnel can change pretty dramatically from year to year as far right. as who we need to feature, um, right. you know, carrying the ball or, or catching the ball um, and eventually throwing the ball after our, our quarterback graduates. Um, because I think that's really wise. I'm going to use that, that food pantry coach. That is really, <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, when you say that, and I like that quote that that coach made there, we're, we are, you're at the mercy of who comes out there and you, and you finally see one of those guys out there and, 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 and I want you to, you know, pretty much understand this also. I don't ever, I, you know, and again, the culture is is just that I don't ever sacrifice my culture over talent mm. or for talent. 
if a kid is talented and he's and he's destroying the culture, I I you know I can I can say hey you know what we can move on from that. Um, mm-hmm. And even though we're in that position where, like I said, you, you, we're not in an area where you got four four athletes, you know, four quarterbacks, and you may have that one quarterback and a half. And that one quarterback, and you know, we've been in that position before here, where you got that one dude, you got him. I mean, but you have to let them know, hey man, the team is bigger than you. And 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 I constantly preach that, man. It's all about the team. It's the team, the team, the team. And 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 if something happens to that dude and you didn't show all of your other guys uh, that you favored this guy, he gets hurt. Now, how are they going to look at you? Mm-hmm. So we always emphasize that. I, You know, I just can't. And when I say I just can't do that, I make sure that character is at the top of our uh, mantle. Talent is, is secondary. Dude, your character has to be in place, um, you know, for our program. And, that's, and that's, that's a big building block for us is character. Um, I believe in it. And, and, you know, a lot of people take that word for granted and, 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 you know, and again, I don't want to make it sound like this is a bragging point, but I ended up having a published article in the uh, American football coaches association magazine. And that's what I wrote about called hidden cameras. And I constantly preached to our players, dude, your character's doing what's right when nobody's looking and you have to carry yourself. And I tell them you carry yourself like, there's a video camera following you everywhere you go. If you know someone's watching you, are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. So now keep your character in place. Do the things that's right all the time. Just do what's right all the time. And you, you don't have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Coach, that's awesome. Uh, coach, shoot, I was I was scheduled to play you when I was the head coach at Riverside. And we scheduled you all. And then I took a different job. I was uh-huh. like, man, I wanted to play Coach Lee down there. Um, <laughs> And compete against somebody who's really has a really good program. I saw, I've seen y'all on film a couple of times. I think yeah. y'all were playing Woodrow in 2015. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, and what you're talking about shows through, man, your guys play really hard. Yeah. They're disciplined, they're physical. And on defense, I just remember y'all like to bring the, the, the house. Like I just remember like man, y'all blitzed a lot that year. I, is that one of your things you like to do too? <laughs> I, listen, I, 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 and you know, again, sometimes when you when you have uh, conferences and, and speaking at places, you give away a lot of your secrets. I just and, and again, when you ask philosophy, I've always had said I want an aggressive defense. That's part of it. And I'll tell you, I got a written philosophy and that and that's part of my written philosophy, an aggressive defense and, 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 and an intelligent offense. Just when I say an intelligent offense, you don't want to be predictable. You you know you want to move people around and and, and make it simple where where it doesn't take away their aggressiveness. And 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 that was one thing that uh, when I say being up at Wesleyan, you know I learned how you could use when I say when you say bringing the house, you can use people from all angles if 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 you're putting them in the right place. You can have every gap covered and then have an extra person coming. So, uh, yeah, that that's that's part of it. And again, when you when you start looking at how offenses are now and, and I'll tell you, if, if you 
look, people read the box. They, you know, again, I know that's, again, one of those things. When people read the box, if you're not bringing that extra guy, because if you got him outnumbered, you might as well use that extra guy. That's just how I look at it. There's no reason to waste him. And, and especially if you got guys that can play in the secondary and cover. So you, you, you're just wasting a linebacker or you're wasting a strong safety coming off the edge. When I say strong safety, like a outside linebacker, mm-hmm. you're wasting them if, 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 you're not, if they're not being used in coverage. That's good, Coach. Coach, talk a little bit about how you got involved with the North-South game. That's kind of how we connected, um, you know, going to – to do that this summer. So talk a little bit about like, how did that, how did that come in play for you? You know, when, when, and, and again, it's, it was a nomination or a selection. Um, and I think we were at a, when we, it was a clinic for that 42nd clock. And, Mm. and I got approached there. That was during that summer. And, you know, and and I was, sworn to secrecy. Hey, listen, um, North South games coming up. And, and this was the one that we didn't get to play last year. And, mm. and when I say I was sworn to secrecy and I didn't say a word because when people say, Hey, don't say anything. Uh, I kind of get that from my mom when people say, Oh, I'm going to tell you, can I tell you a secret? And no, no, no. Yep. If you tell me the secret, just know if you hear it again, you told it now. And I'll tell you, that's how I am. I'm like a vault. When people say don't say anything, I mm-hmm. keep it to myself. And um, so I was sworn to secrecy then and uh, didn't say a word. And, and, and at the end of the season, that's when it really came out, uh, you know, that I, that I was the coach for the uh, South team. And, uh, and it became public, you know, after all the secret was over. But that's how I got involved in the North-South game. And when I say I was selected, um, that was an honor. I'll just tell you that. And when I say an honor, um, real happy and, and blessed to be in that position and get it. Um, and when I first got here at uh, East, I've had a nomination or someone I nominated every year that I've been here. And, and uh, we've had a player play in North-South game. Uh, pretty much every year that I've been here. So but in the first year, um, I ended up taking the young man to uh, West Virginia State mm-hmm. for that so- check-in on Sunday. He didn't have a ride, so I took him down there. You know, parents were busy working. I said, hey, you know, we don't want you to miss this. So my, and my wife and I uh, got in the car and drove him down there and basically stayed there with him until he checked in. And, and I just kind of soaked that little bit up just to check in. I was like, man, that's pretty neat here. And um, on the way back, you know, we just kind of chit-chatting about it. And the game was that Saturday. And I told him, I said, I'll be back to the game. His parents came back to the game and all also. So um sat there and I just soaked it all up. It was played at Lately Field. In, and I was just like, man, this is nice. And I said this to my players. I said, you know, being a humble person is is probably the key to everything, you know, and I try, I ain't going to say try, I, I, you know, use a lot of uh, wisdom from the Bible and, mm-hmm. and, and I say words from the Bible and I always say things to our, our guys, 
Uh, he who humbles himself will be exalted. He who exalts himself will soon be humble. So mm. being humble, things will happen for you. You know, you don't brag, you don't boast and all of that. No. If, if you're going to boast and I'm going to throw something else at you uh, when I say this, because I, I live off of the word. I'll just say that I live off of the word. And, 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 and you know, Jeremiah 924 basically tells you. Uh, if you're going to boast, boast about, and this is what God says, boast, if you're going to boast about it, um, boast about the Lord, and that's who exercises kindness, justice, and righteous on earth, and for these are the things I delight in. That's what the Lord declares. So I don't boast about things, and if it's about me, I, I try to be as humble as possible. And, and, and I said to our players, I said, when I saw that event, I came back and wrote, a, wrote down a goal. And the goal was to be part, a part of the North-South All-Star Game as an assistant coach or head coach. I didn't say head coach first. I said as an assistant coach. If someone had called me two years later, hey, coach, I'd like for you to be an assistant on my staff in the North-South game. Hey, what time do I need to be there? I wasn't going to have this ego. Nah, man, if I can't be the head coach, I'm not going. No, it was nothing like that. I'm telling you, if I had gotten a call two years ago, three years ago, the year after I had gone down there, hey, coach, want to be an assistant coach? Yes, sir. Be right there. Tell me what you need me to do. And – just so happened they called and they said, we want you to be the head coach of the South team. And I was just like, really? I said, I'll be there. So that was, that's when you say how I got involved, that's pretty much how all of that happened. And and when the game didn't happen last year because of COVID, um, I think that was, that was the disappointment. I was more disappointed for the players than, and especially the players that got picked. Um, than anything. And, 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 and it was just that I didn't know how this was going to pan out, but I know they didn't get to participate in that game. And that's a once in a lifetime uh, opportunity for them. And then when it was all over and they come back and they say, Hey, look, we'll just keep the same coaches that were chosen. I'm able to do that again. Um, and when I say again, I'm able to be selected again to participate in something that didn't take place last year where those players didn't get a chance to do that. And that's who I, I really felt bad for. Mm. Absolutely. Coach coach, as we, as we wrap this thing up, I would love for you to give some, just a specific gold nugget of wisdom to some young coaches out there who are looking, you know, to get better at the profession, uh, looking maybe to take a step up the profession, maybe, you know, go from a, position coach to a coordinator from a coordinator to a head coach. What's some wisdom um, that you wish you knew back then that you can, you can give them now? You know, I, when you, when you asked me that question, I said this a hundred times, if I had been an administrator, school administrator before any of my coaching and then had gone into coaching, um, I think coaching would be different for me. 
Um, when I say different, I, I, you know, not saying I'm unhappy where I am. I'm just as happy as happy can be where I am. Um, but being at the college level at one time and seeing how that that operates, if I had been an administrator, I would have known how to deal with certain things um, a lot different what I did when I was there. Um, and probably the biggest when you say nugget um, and, and, you know, not, I have quotes that I, that I hang my hat on, um, you know, Billy Graham, you know, has a quote, a quote and it says a coach will impact more young people in a year than the average person does in a lifetime. And as a coach, I think we have to use that platform because they're looking at us, man. And, and I know some people take this whole coaching thing as, as a, and again, I, I'm not here to be judgmental, but and not saying I'm perfect by any means, but I think we, we have to remove ourselves as coaches to, to use that platform to encourage, to inspire, and to motivate young people. And you have to do it with basically what Jeremiah 9, 24 says. You have to do that with kindness, justice, and righteousness. And, and if you do it in a loving and caring manner, um, it'll take you further than you can imagine. And, and uh, those are some of the things that I've learned along the way. Uh, the relationship piece and people try to back away from that man yeah I want my players to be able to come to me and say hey, coach I'm having this issue man hey coach um give me some advice on and they I want them to feel comfortable knowing that I'm there for them and and um and, and know that we're not going to let you drown we're going to throw you that buoy every time we feel like you're starting to sink. We're going to throw that buoy to you. And, and if they respond, great. If they don't, then my conscience is clear that I try. And, and, and again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to ever have a player to feel like I mistreated them. And if I did mistreat them, and this is my conscience, man, I ain't, again, I'm not sitting here trying to sell anybody to river or nothing. My conscience won't let me sleep. If I didn't make it right with that kid and I know I did or mistreated him or said something that was out of the way, I can't sleep. And the next day, he's the first person I go and find to make it right. So as coaches, I just say, try to make yourself and use that platform to, to motivate, inspire and, and keep young people on track, man. We're, you know, it's tough times we're living in and, and, and they need someone to turn to. And, 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 and I'll say it as opposed to social media. I can tell you, I'm not a big social media guy. Coach, I, I don't do faith. Again, I ain't here to judge anybody. Facebook is not my friend. That's, I don't do Facebook. Yeah, I'm no not, doubt. <laughs> and when I say it, man, really, I'm telling you, I, I stay away from a lot of that stuff. And, and uh, so you want your players to feel like I can go and sit down and have a conversation with them. And that's the relationship piece. I believe in that. I take a genuine personal interest in every one of my players' lives. I don't, I don't, I don't back away from them. I want to know what their career interests are. And I try to inspire them 
If that's what you want to do, man, I don't tell them they can't do it. Tell me how we can help you get there. And if nothing else, they'll go that route. If they fall short, at least they're on the right path. So those are the things that I look at, Coach. And, and when you say the nugget for young coaches is looking to do those things, learn from everybody you can. You know, people talk about stealing. I don't steal, I borrow. When I go to coaches' clinics, hey, you know what? That's, that looks pretty good right there. I think I can use that. I don't shy away from any coaches' clinics. I don't, When I tell you this, believe me when I said, the day that I know everything about football is the day that I resign and retire. Mm. I'm learning every day something. I learn from my coaches. I don't, I don't ever want a coach to feel like I don't want them on a staff. I don't. I can't coach with them. My ego is nowhere near that. And I tell coaches, if you're going to be a part of our staff, drop your ego in the trash can at the door when you come in because we don't need egos in here. We need people in here that's one, willing to learn and willing to teach. Because mm. that's it, man. I, that's awesome. Because I appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom. This, is, this has been really good. I'm going to go back and listen to this and – uh, take some notes from this. This is this is great, Coach. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate you having me, man. And like I told you before in that text message, we're looking forward to having a great week that week and and um, um, and the whole All Star thing. And you know, it's going to be new to me and and new to everybody else. And we've been, you know, just kind of jotting some things down. So I appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir, Coach. Appreciate you. Yes, sir.